All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Wacky Talkies, and this is our quarantine episode three. Um, we are your hosts, Ruby, Serenity, and Nathaniel. Yeah, um, but reporting from Greater Orlando. Reporting from Greater Orlando. We're here. Yep. We're joined with uh, Ellis Hampton from Atlanta. Yes. Summer from Summer Harris from also Orlando. And we're joined with Carlo Evans uh, from Dallas. Is that right? Yep. Yes, sir. And um, it's very, it's like, I'm so honored that you guys are with us today because this is like probably one of the most important episodes that Wacky Talkies has ever had. Because um, we are doing um, African-American media, but also making this more of a Black Lives Matter episode as well. Um, because, you know, that is something that is, been fought for for like I don't know how many years and people just don't seem to get it and I get tired on a daily basis of explaining it to these people sometimes because I know that a lot of people just aren't educated and they just don't know and they're just speaking off of opinion so I wanted to have this session and I wanted to get you know perspectives from you all from you know directly from the black community and I wanted to do like a quick Q&A session. I don't know if you guys had a chance to go over the questions yeah, that I had sent out in the outline. Mm. Um, but either one of y'all can answer, basically. Either whoever wants to take okay. questions. Um, we okay. can go into that if you guys are ready now. Um, so I wanted to ask, what does the Black Lives Matter movement mean to you? Like, you know, for the each of you, if it means something that maybe a lot of people aren't aware of. I mean, you want to go first, Ellis? Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, honestly, it means no different than what we've already been fighting for for a long time, honestly. It's just an, an, another name for a different movement. Mm. Um, mm. I, can, I can't even really say it's a different movement. It's, it's the same, we're fighting for the same stuff, but just in a different area. Mm. So yeah. it's like... Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, y'all been tired. Yeah. Freaking tired. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, that is just like, we've been doing it for like, for so long. It's like, why are we fighting all like the, like the civil rights act? It's like, we've been doing that. That was back in what, 63, 64? What are we doing? You know what I'm saying? So, so like, you know, that was what, six, seven years ago. So this right here is for the, for the next generation is just a different name on it but we're 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 more than tired so you know yeah. you can't keep dragging another generation through this just to keep patting on the shoulders now we done talking because you can't fight fire with fire peace and fire don't mix together because obviously fire is going to win every single time but this black lives matter movement that's exactly what it means is just just another generation just standing up for, for what's right so i'm proud right. of everybody because you had the civil rights movement, you know, where, you know, that's that's basically the only mention that they have in the textbooks in school, right. you know, MLK, and then they portray, you know, Malcolm X a lot of times as a bad person and things like that. But yeah, you're right. Like, it's something that has been fought for so through so many generations. Now, do you all feel like it's gaining more momentum oh, and more understanding this oh, time? Of course, 1,000%. Um, yeah, percent. And go, go ahead, Ellis. Oh yeah, no, I was green. Um, like, I mean, the Black Lives Movement started years ago. You know what I mean? So, of course. Like, as far as this particular movement, yes, it is gaining more momentum now. 
it's not just like a, a trend, you know, because I see a lot of people who are treating this as oh, a trend and they're like, oh, it'll be in my, in my game. It's, I think it's that I pretty, I think it is. Um, for a lot of people, I, it probably is. Yeah. you said what I said for, for some people, yeah, it's probably, it probably is. Yeah. Um, just like, like this whole thing it has been kind of like weird to me. Um, I graduated from HBCU in Florida, um, in Daytona Beach, Florida. That was started by a African American woman um, by the name of Doctor Mary McLeod Bethune, and people need to like tell say like her name is Doctor Mary McLeod Bethune instead of Mary McLeod Bethune. If she's Doctor Mary McLeod Bethune, but um, but anyway, uh, she started the school with five little girls and one boy in a dollar and fifteen cents um, in Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, Bethune Cookman started off as a um, institute, like it was called Daytona Beach Institute for Negro Women. And it was built on a trash dump and her rent was $11 a month. And it started in 1904. And then in in 1923, she connected with uh, Cookman Institute for Negro Men in Jacksonville, Florida. So that's why we call Bethune Cookman University. But I say all that because we have always like marched for like you know you know no, you know for like different things um when i was um at bethune cook university we we did a march to the polls uh with um john lewis if anybody know who john lewis is he's uh he's a big uh impact um, he, he was like one of the one of the people that were that was in um the civil rights movement with uh with Martin Luther king and he also started snick um at um at fisk university um and also that's where um i don't know if you guys know about the sit-ins yeah a uh, congressman in, in georgia actually yes yeah. Yeah, yeah um yeah yeah he's a congressman but you know like they were training them how to like you know take stuff from like white people like when they when they not like taking stuff but i'm saying like you know like if they throw something at you you have to like they're they were training them like how not to react or anything like that so that's where i come from and that's what the people that that were like at my school and at my hbcu um i've protested for bernie sanders but it was really mostly like a black lives matter protest more than a bernie sanders mm-hmm. protest and it was like nobody out there it was really nobody out there except for us when uh, was this what year it was, was like in 2016, 2017. Um, yeah, so like nobody was really out there, you know. We had our black solidarity flags and everything like that. You know, it was, you know, we wish that it was like this. My personal thing, my personal opinion about how it is, how it's going on right now. I think the uh, the pandemic had a lot to do with it. A lot of people don't have any jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and got nothing that's better to do. And got nothing that's better to do. <laughs> which isn't good in a bad thing, honestly. You know, exactly. Yeah. And you the, know, looting, the looting and stuff like that was kind of a mixture of people not having jobs and people just being tired right. of sick and tired of sick and of being sick. Yeah, and frustrating. Yeah, like I, I, I hear that a lot where, you know, some people are like, oh, but the looting and the right. It's like people have been looting and rioting, you know, through all throughout history. Yeah. When you wanted something to change, that's basically the you know, way they had to get it, you know? Oh, I think he's trying to say something. Yeah, I think you froze, Carlo. Oh, yeah. Oh, my bad. Oh, my bad. Can you hear me now? Is this better? Yeah. 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 
good. I'm a good. Okay. So, okay. Cool. I think really a good thing that, you know, when like the whole pandemic started, like right before, then like right after that, then like the whole thing with like George Floyd, I think that that was a serious like wake up call. And that's exactly what the, what this world, well, what the Western Hemisphere needed, which is America. This is what we what they needed. Because I'm just like, yeah. to me, you can't treat people like that. And and, and like this hasn't been this this is the start. This with George Floyd, this yeah. has been going years and years. Yes. Yeah. And, and so did you? I mean, and I just recently found this out like four or five years ago that I think in Missouri. You know how you have like a hunting license or go go or have a fishing license? There was a license to go kill black people back in like the like the eighteen like after slavery ended. It was a license to go kill people because mm-hmm. you a license. That's- and that's the part that's the part that a lot of people like lack in. Like I said, is education because they only are taught what they're taught in school and it's up to the parents if they want to educate them further on other things like that but no one ever does like they just see okay slavery ended here and that's it like they don't see how it's been bad for the black community like throughout this whole time like no one has seen that did you know it was against the law for black people not to even wear shoes if you were a person of color you were not allowed to wear shoes if you were you were hung on sight if you were caught reading, you were hung on site. If you were even caught looking at a, somebody that was a non, a non POC, you were hung on site. So, after a while, after so many years, five hundred plus years of oppression, not like that. I'm not even like, like this slavery, including like what's been leading up. When you put, it's like a bully. If a bully keeps bullying a kid, or, I don't know a year or so sooner or later he's going to do yeah they're hours. gonna break they're gonna break yeah. well summer i hope that it isn't just a trend because i do see some people that are you know trying to clear their feet and they're like oh all this negativity and i'm so tired and it's like be fucking tired you get to be fucking tired like i'm not fucking tired i like even if i am tired like i'm still going to fucking keep it on like this generation i think is much more about seeing change a lot faster than the other generations. The other generations could sit there and wait and be like, no, we're gonna be peaceful, no, we're gonna wait, we're gonna wait. This generation is like, fuck that, we're done waiting. Yeah. We've been and waiting for nearly a thousand years. Yeah, it's like, it's And if And if I'm, if I'm sick of hearing it, like, come on, like, I can't even, I can't even imagine. I mean, essentially, it is the black and brown community that is being under attack. Um, so, you know, they all see us as, you know, niggas at the, at the end of the day, you know, so. Yeah, because I saw even back then, um, mainly here in Texas, um, the Mexicans, you know, fell under the same category. And they'd be like, yeah. no blacks, no Mexicans, and no dogs. Like, they would put us along there with dogs. Like, mm-hmm. But the next question I wanted to ask about was, if any, how your daily life has been affected. You know, have, have you lost a job because you're standing up for the movement, or have you lost a friend or a colleague or professional? I have personally one of my friends who I actually, uh, I guess you could say we grew up together. I mean, I've known him since high school. He's, he's one of the white friends that I have. But he mm-hmm. said something on Facebook the other day that would kind of tick me off. 
<laughs> and I haven't talked to him since then. He's been kind of trying to reach out to me and like, he wants me to explain to him why the post is BS because I told him the post was bullshit. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, and that's another thing. Like, people yeah. want to always, you know, have you, like, well, explain to me. But it's like, first of all, I don't even know if you want me to explain to you just so you can argue with me mm-hmm. or if you want me to explain to you because I, you honestly want to learn. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, I said, what was the post about? What, what did you say about the post? Oh, he had made some type of, like, correlation between the death of George Floyd dying because you know the the cop had his his knee on his neck for like what was it eight minutes and like forty six seconds. Mm-hmm. He made some correlation between that and like nine eleven or some crap like that. And I was Bro. like, yeah, that has nothing to Bro. do with. And I was like, why is that even funny? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't joke because you don't understand that. I'm gonna tell you something. You can't you can't joke with that any form of fashion. People, you they're saying saying that now because it's happening real time. I guarantee you, about three to five years from now, he will not. His answer's already changed. He's just doing it, like just for his friends. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what color you are. You know exactly what's going on. Next time he hits you up yeah. and says something like that, this is what you do. Between him, oh dang, you're saying something important, and now you're putting out. Let's say him and another friend, or two. You gotta say. <laughs> You gotta say it again because we did not okay, hear what you. Now. Um, okay. What about now? We got it. You got it. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. All right. So yeah. next time he hits yeah. you up with that and says like, "Hey, um, we have his own opinion." Ask him next time. Say, "Hey, if you think black people are getting getting treated in this country very well and we're treated right and and very fair, stand up and watch." And, and if he stands up, this dude he's full of shit. Right. He's not gonna. You know, when somebody did a um a experiment, and it was a white woman. Jane Elliott. This Jane experiment. Elliot. What's her name? Jane Elliott. Yeah. Jane Elliott. And she was like, yeah, yeah, Elliott. She did like a couple experiments, and one of them like really broke this white girl. Like it really like broke her. She couldn't handle it. She yeah, couldn't, she couldn't handle, handle it. She seconds. walked outside, and then she came back inside. She was like, sorry if you feel this way. She's like, and the white woman was like, uh, uh-uh, you never come in here. With the attitude, because this is how black people, black and brown people, have been 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 treated, like you know, for the last years, however many years, and you just you just can't sit back and just act like, oh, I don't care, because the way that you're being treated is exactly is exactly the way that they have been treated. So everybody know knows what's going on, and I feel like people been knowing what's going on now that yeah. now that everybody wants to say something because it is, excuse me. You know what? I think I, I think I know what it is too. You know what I think it is too. You ever heard of the term like internet gangster? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what it is? Well, it, this is gonna bring out all the trolls. I've seen all the trolls oh, come out. Yeah, of this. It's a lot. Right. Everybody want to be an internet gangster, but everybody want to be mm-hmm. an internet gangster. But now, since everything has happened and this whole Black Lives Matter movement is getting quote unquote out of proportion, you gotta get about the computer because now you got to meet this person or whatever face to face because it is real it is very real you see what i'm saying so all of that trying to oh i don't understand and explain to me no doc doc we've been explaining mm-hmm. since slavery i'm not going to explain what I'm saying. me personally i feel like a white person if people okay all the information that i have gotten by my own race has been either my mom has told me about it, or I looked it up myself. 
You know what I'm saying? But why couldn't it be the same thing for you guys? I'm pretty sure you exactly. look up your own way. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not. Look at this thing where they said this. This is the age of technology, and the age of technology, exactly. ignorance is a choice. Like you don't want to look. And and there's a lot of people that want you to go and do the research for them. And and I know like the difference nope. between a troll and somebody else. So with the troll, I just be like, nah, you can do that on yourself. Right. Yeah. You can do that on. Yeah, it's not yeah. any of you guys' responsibility to educate anyone at all. Of course no. not. It's not. Like so, what, then, so what I should do whatever you whatever you feel like you need to do. Yeah. Because no. for me, like it's not even it's not even a. Like, a, should I or should I not? You know, like, I, I remember the last time, maybe like in 2016, um, that the, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement was, was you know, trending, I guess you would say at that time. I didn't even think as much of it either myself. Like, I posted stuff, but I didn't hit it as hard as I hit it this time. Because when I saw, again, like, he, like you know, Carlos said, the George Floyd murder, uh, you know, that sparked, you know, something in a lot of people. That ignited something in a lot of people. And for me, you know, I personally say, you know what? I didn't, you know, even fight as hard as I could have. And I'm mm -hmm. not going to make that mistake again because that's probably why no one has done shit about this. Like, we need to not be silent anymore it's, because, yeah. you know, for a lot of people, it's like, mm, I don't want to go protest. I don't want to, you know, bother my time. Like, my life is so perfect in my little bubble. You know, I don't want to do anything else. You know, like, I know a lot of people like that. Yeah. And it's just you know, because it's like, I can't tell you how to care for other people because for me it's just a choice like it's a matter of my heart like in my heart it feels like the right thing to do yeah. if you don't feel that like i don't i don't understand there's there's two things one um and i going back to the pandemic i think that er, since everybody was, was sitting at home on their phones and they had no other choice but to look at it is probably what ignited as well and yeah. um, I've been knowing about police brutality since 2007 when, um, yeah. uh, and I was like young, but I remember when, when this guy, his name was Sean Bell out of New York, he got shot 14 times running across the street the day or the night before he was supposed to get married. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Like it was like, a, it was, it was like a whole bunch. It was a slew of, of police, uh, police killing black men and stuff like that in New York. So it's been like this, um, the Rodney King um, beatings in, in 92. Like, right. I think it's been going on and on and on. So this yeah. is not, not like a... The only difference like, is that now it's in people's faces. Like, they yeah. cannot understand because of the video footage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and speaking on police brutality, that leads me to my, my next question, because I know... Um, you know, this this ignited over police brutality and it, this is affecting everyone. Police brutality affects everybody. But do you all agree with the defund process? You know, putting resources into the communities versus, you know, a, you know, a cop yeah. who's going to be there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I have yeah. with the police officers. So, of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's just like this. And I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna give an example. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. So I actually had an uh, older brother that was killed by a police, uh, police officer. Oh, and, uh, no. and uh, where was it at? It was in, I think it was in Reno, Nevada. And so this is a story like my older brother, I have two older brothers, um, they're both half brothers. I got one of my dad's, one of my mom's side. One of my brothers, he's been in and out of jail for his whole life. 
um, the other brother, he was in prison. He got out, and he was only out of prison for one year, and he was killed by uh, a police officer. And I never got to meet him. Like, I only got to write him while he was in prison. And then I got to talk to him on the phone sometimes. And then next thing I knew, he was dead. So I didn't even get the full story, and I had to look it up myself to, like, kind of understand what happened. But it kind of hit home a little bit, even though I didn't really know him, but it was still like, damn, like, I will never yeah, get to no, meet him. Because now, you know, he's gone. Um, so, like, I've, like, kind of firsthand dealt with the whole judicial system, like, having my older brothers, like, in and out of the system and, like, learning how that has affected them and our family and stuff. But I, I do agree with it because, I mean, it's not just Black people are getting affected by police brutality. It is on a larger scale, but it affects everybody. Um, but initially. Yeah. <laughs> but that's 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 why I feel like everybody should be you able to understand. So, and how long has that initial process been going? What's that? We didn't hear you. What'd you say? I'm still. No, I, no, no, no. Uh, then you were talking about. Uh, no, I, I think what it is, it just kind of delayed, and and it and y'all thought I was talking. No, I'm, I'm sitting there like listening. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, I, I, I do. Okay, I mean, we already know that the system lacks in the educational system or in the educational sphere already. So it's like, we take all this money away from education, the arts, the music, all that stuff, science, and then what we put it people. And it's like, like, what is this country for real? Yeah. You know I mean? Like, you put, like, 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 a prime example to rip the back you up. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen it where, you know, the, the part of the government or whatever i don't know the whole i don't know in depth with politics but or whatever case may be, be but why in the world do you need to to invest 15 million dollars into it to a to a to a plane to cause Af, you know afghan to blow up something in afghan now you could have took that money and then you could have helped features you could have helped one point uh one you know what i'm saying point. like just just one plane 15 yeah. to trillions of dollars now, that, now, that that's irrelevant like, I'm not sorry for that. There is more people that can use that money. There's homeless people out right here on the street. But as soon as the police get defunded, then everybody starts crying. That lets me you know, know that you're well aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say again. Like, um, you're well aware of what's going on. I was just watching on the news. Speaking of, speaking of New York, I was just on the news. And I've been watching the news. And the back, uh, like, uh, some cops in New York. They were like, we're getting tired. We're getting oh, yeah, tired so of being treated like this. You <laughs> see that? And I'm like, wait a minute. I was Oh, I was in tears. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was like the caucasity of that whole yeah. thing. Was like, what are you talking about? And then it was like another uh, post of this woman. Um, she was like hugging her her husband. That was like a cop. And uh, on Facebook, she was like, "Yeah, my daughter, she's she's scared at night because she doesn't know if her if her father's gonna come home because oh. everybody hates her father and everything like that." And I'm like, and then somebody commented under it, and they said, "Well, Fernando Castile was shot and killed like right in front of his right in front of right his, in front his, front daughter, of his wife his and his child, yeah." And yeah, it was a law-abiding citizen. And that's another thing that I hate that they do. I know y'all were talking about politics, is that when they start politicizing 
these movements and it's like these movements yeah these these movements are people for people you know, like we're people for the people. I don't give a fuck who's making money you off of what in the back end or what, like because I don't know who the Democrats are versus who the Republicans are. And I can only see what they show us, you know, and not what they're not showing us. I mean, we have two child rapists that are going up for the presidency. Like, what the heck is that? You gotta, you gotta remember Trump was also he messed with kids as well. Trump didn't. Like we already know that the political parties of this of this um, country are not good. Like, they're not doing anything for us to begin with. So, I don't politicize this. But you know what? Um, two points I want to make. Uh, the whole Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer thing, when they had those stoles on, and I don't know where they were oh at. Oh, my God. That... <laughs> oh. <laughs> when they were kneeling? Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm telling you, black folks don't want you to take a knee. They don't want to see you taking knees. They don't want to see you with, with kente cloth uh, uh, stoles on like you at an HBC graduation. We don't yeah. want that. We want you to be in your offices drawing up bills, plans, laws, passing laws on how to just for, for black people, just listen. This is protecting their human rights, and that's it. We don't want to. See I think that's just them trying to go extra. That's just them trying to be extra. Like Ellis said, I think I think they're doing it because they know some people might like it. But yeah, they're they're really just being extra. Because like you said, all they need to do is pick up that pen it's and sign true. away. Oh, do you all? The last question I will ask is, do you all feel like, you know, good changes are actually being made yes. this time? Yes, yes, I feel like some, yeah. But yes. there's a lot. Yeah. Not at all. There's still yeah, so many, right? But yeah. there, there's a, there's a, there is, we have a long way to go, but we have the podium start. You see what I'm saying? This generation finally got the, 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 the start of things. It's mm-hmm. like, like how we was talking about earlier. It's like, we've been, we've been protesting and we've been marching peacefully finally we put we put the we put we stop holding hands and start grabbing pistols then yeah. it's, it's like okay we'll mine. stop now you see what i'm saying so like now it's yeah. like That's what i was telling my mom that yeah you can't go nowhere where i can't cameras recording people so like it's like not you can't do that anymore the game is over with it's not mm-hmm. it's not cool to you know Oh, I didn't see him. He should have never worn a hoodie. Oh, let's see Kumbaya and hopefully God forgive this man. Yeah, no, no, bro. I'm not doing that. When you well, that's, over, that's exactly you what I said. Ask me for a driver license. Pull out your pistol. No. That's exactly what I said, you know, this I'm not time doing around. That, so like, we, I don't think we're I don't think we're like, I don't think we're here at a point where we're like ready to stop fighting. Like that's what I'm saying. Like no, I think no, we're not. I think no. And now we have so much to do. I like that. Yeah. Like, there's so much still left to do. Yeah. No, it is. It is. But I will say this. It is a lot to do. But at the same time, this generation right here, they put a start to where we need to be at. So it's like, you know what? Instead of it trying to take us 100 years, you know, 40, 40, 50, 60 years ago, we was looking at 100 plus years. Now we're looking at maybe 20 or 30 to 20 to 30 years. So I'll take that. I'd rather wait and just take that versus trying to wait another 100 more years or hopefully I don't get killed one day or 
you know, ask your white friends, do y'all get scared when y'all get pulled over? I mean, no, probably not. Because nine times out of ten, they probably know the officer or the officer know their father or their mother or something like that. Yeah. Period. Like, you know, my, my cousin, you know? Me and my friends, we were sitting there riding. <laughs> and we all like looked at each other and said, good. You everybody good? <laughs> and we got scared that quick. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it don't take much, man. Yeah, people it don't people don't realize that. A they lot don't of people see it today. They gonna feel this. <laughs> and that's what I was saying too. Like I feel like if nothing, if like these things keep happening, people are just gonna get even more mad because Mm-mm. I've seen cops killing more people, like even after the protests, even after the changes, even yeah. after the protests. Yeah, I yeah, now they're hanging people, they're lynching people in 2020 so now. Like back. they're trying to go back. Yeah, they're trying to really take us back. And I really feel like people are gonna Ain't be so bad. angry that it's gonna start getting worse. People are gonna start getting way worse. They're gonna start either one, killing themselves in the name of the movement, or two, hiring assassins and killing people and taking people out. I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, if that's what it takes. It's just gonna go crazy. And then that's that's what I'm saying, like they better, they yeah, better, yeah. they better make whatever changes they need to now because, like they said, if they're lucky that black people want yeah. equality and I not agree. revenge. It's people getting paid to start start riots and fires right down those streets. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're trying to they're trying to discredit the move. Well, I do appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, they yeah. There's a lot of people that try to discredit yeah. the movement for any Should reason be, that they can. Come on, man. Uh, what's the public enemy? <laughs> Tell it, man. But um, I do appreciate you guys talking yeah. this out with us and like answering questions. Yeah. If you guys want to, you know, give any other information right now, um, so I would love to hear from you all. Okay. Um, I just would, I would just say this though, you know, but if you're white, black, it doesn't matter. Uh, Latin, Latino, I don't care. You guys go to these protests. If you are protesting, I thank you so much. If you stand enough for the right thing, I thank you so much. When you see people out here protesting just for a trend, call them out. I done it. When you see something wrong on the internet, just don't let that sit there and ride. Call it out. You see somebody in person, call it out, man. Well, it's all over Twitter. That's, people that's, get called out left and right on Twitter. Yeah, they get that's the right all line. day. <laughs> So I will go oh, into Serenity's uh, segment. Normally oh, yeah. she does like a fan segment, person. but she's gonna give she's gonna give um, resources for the Black okay. Lives Matter movement. She's gonna give like out. petitions and stuff like that. Let's hear it. Just, let's just, just, that, but, Hi queens, uh, queens and kings. <laughs> How are you guys today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, thank you guys for sharing everything. Thank you for being here with us, taking time out of your day to sit here and talk to us and help educate other people, hopefully. Um, okay, so I'm just going to give out a few resources for you guys if you guys want to like donate, and I'm going to say what the resources are for. Okay. And um, I'm not going to say all of them because there's going to be way more in the description, um, but I'm just going to kind of say the ones that I have here and the ones that I, I kind of handpicked out that I thought were, you know, important. Okay. So this first one is for, it's, um, it's for people who can't afford to like get out of jail. You know, you guys know the bill funds. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So uh, this first one, it's faithintexas.org slash bell fund. And you, you guys can go there, you know, to donate it, to donate anything. Um, and then this second one, this one is like one of the, I think this one is actually like the most popular one today, like from today. Like there's been a lot of people posting about it and it's for, um, it's for the justice for Breonna Taylor. And um, only one of the three officers was was fired. And no arrests, yeah. no convictions, or anything. So you guys can uh, call the attorney, Attorney General Daniel Cameron at five zero two six nine six five three zero zero. So you guys can call him and um, demand justice. Um, next one is. Um, it's a it's a fund for this kid named Elijah McLean. He was just walking down, he was walking home from school and okay. a lady just called the cops on him because he was wearing a ski mask. And he was tortured by cops and then he died. So you guys can go to Linktree slash justice for Elijah McLean and you guys can donate there. Um let's see. Uh, this is the last one that I have. Um, it, it never... So there's this... Huh? Somebody wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this last one is this organization called Women for Political Change. And what they're doing is the funds that they're getting, okay. they're giving it to Black people who are disabled. So they're giving funds to them. And you, you guys can go donate um at http um slash tinyurl.com and we're gonna put all of these in the description of the video okay great there's gonna be much more like she said but we can't we don't have time to list all of them but they will be in the description of this video and now we can actually go into our media segment and we're going to go over some movies that Nate and I picked that we wanted to talk about but you guys can yes. chime okay. in That'll work. That'll no, work. Uh, on the movies Nate you want to go first uh yeah so the one that I want to talk about that I highly 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 recommend to anyone who's interested in black media is a film called Within Our Gates by uh, Oscar Michaud, and it was made in 1920 during the era, okay. during like Black Crow, uh, Jim Crow America. So it really is a product of its time because it was made by Michaud, who was like one of the first African American filmmakers in the industry, and he was the first person to actually make uh, films for black people by black people. That was like his very first person to do that. So it's about uh, an educated uh, African American woman who was abandoned by her fiance, and she had a she, she has a shocking past, and uh, dedicates herself to helping like a near bankrupt school for impoverished black youth. That's the plot line of the film. Now the film was uh, made in uh, response to another film by D. W. Griffith, which was released a year later called Birth of a Nation. And that is an insanely racist film. If you, if anyone's ever had a chance to look at it, I believe uh, Spike Lee made a reference to it in Black Klansman. 
It was also remade. It's called Birth, yeah, it was also Birth of a Nation. Yeah. It's called Birth of a Nation. Okay, yeah. I, think, yeah, yeah also, I, I went to. Uh, that was also about Public Enemy as well. They made an album. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I went to film school for undergrad. We to watch that. Mm -hmm. So I know that. Um, so within our gates was made like a response to that, and it deals. Oh with yeah, words. With a like a lot of 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 stuff that was going on and it was supposed to be about like the african-american experience during this time and it's such an amazing thing to see that this film was made during this time of like white fire racism where people would just be lynching black people on the streets and that was like a common thing and it was a, it's such an amazing thing to see uh and also like there's like some like there's this one uh character named uh reverend jacobs and his character he's supposed to be like this pastor for this church and his he was basically became like a, a like a puppet figure for like the white elites in the town that he was in and basically his role was to say like okay these white people they're going to hell us black people we're going to heaven because we don't have the resources that they have which causes them to sin so we're fine where we're at and they're fine where they're at so we don't have to do anything to help us to like to gain for like better uh a better life so that was his role um and there was this one really like it's one of the most heartbreaking scenes i've ever seen in, in cinema like put to film and it's a scene where reverend jacobs goes to uh the uh these white people that he's in the pocket of and they basically just like be he just kind of like plays this uh caricature of himself uh for like these okay. white people who are basically uh, okay sing and dance for me and he's like okay i'll do that and then after that he, he goes yeah after that uh, he, he uh leaves the the uh the uh the room and he turns and looks at the camera and you can see like this face of like utter shame that he has like he's like and then he like says uh like he basically feels like he basically laments about how much shame he has because he basically sold him sold his soul to the proverbial white devil as some people would say and it's like one of the most heartbreaking things i've ever seen put to film so if if anyone wants to like completely understand what it was like living in uh that time as like an african-american during that time this is definitely a film to to watch this is a silent film so um if you can stomach that i can definitely i highly recommend it it's really good yeah yeah i've definitely seen it i'll have to watch the game yeah uh you can watch it on uh, what's that Say, can you watch it on YouTube? Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, you should. Oh, yeah, you actually could, because I actually looked it up the other day. Yeah, you can. It's, and it's called Within Our Gates. Within uh, Our Gates. Within Our Gates. Yeah. Within Our Gates. Yeah. I think it's like, a, is it like an hour or something? It's like an hour and ten minutes, yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's silent? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty short. Yeah, and uh, there's this one scene with this one guy who was supposed to be like, the town snitch he was a he's an african-american guy who basically is like the assistant to this white banker uh, the he's called a, 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 um, a uncle tom yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, what that, that's what that's called yeah and 
um, I remember he was like he was doing that, and there was this one scene where uh, I believe the main character's brother Jasper came to meet the banker, who was like a ruthless banker who would like send out loans that nobody could ever pay back and that he's like the thumb in the, under their thumb. So he would come in to like try to reason with them and then he was shot by this other guy who was a white guy, so we shot him. And and then so the uh, his assistant, the guy he saw the whole thing. He he basically went around the town telling everyone that uh, uh, Jasper did it, who was another African-American, and they just went ballistic, and they basically tried to kill him, like, lynch him, because of it, because he, apparently, like, supposedly, uh, shot this white guy, even though he didn't. Uh, he was completely innocent. Um, but when they found out that, uh, the, uh, house guy, the assistant was lying to them, he was basically going around, like, bragging that he he uh he told everyone he was like hey i'm like the white guy's best friend i did all this stuff i do everything for them but when they found out that uh he he lied to them they basically turned their swords against him and then they ended up lynching him so that's how that plot line ends so it gets pretty graphic and i, and I know that uh i think the Film board, film board to Chicago rejected the film because of its graphic nature of some such things, but it's a very important thing to to watch and understand. I can imagine the imagery behind it, you know, you know, with it being a silent film and all. I bet you it's really like you know, actors' portrayal of the expressions and all of that. I bet you were really good. Yeah. And there was a, when they were showing that scene, there was like the the assistant was basically bragging. But when he found out that oh no, they're going they're going after me, like he basically looks into the fam film and then it cross fades him like hanging, uh, on a on a tree, and then it goes back to him. That's him like imagining like oh that's what they're gonna do to me and that's not good, and so that's how they visually portrayed that. Uh, and the funny thing about it is that the film was actually considered to be lost. Like, it was, like, it, there was no record, like, it, it was lost to Americans, and nobody was able to found, find it until, like, the 70s, the 1970s, when uh, uh, somebody found it in, like, in Spain, and it was, like, a Spanish version. Mm. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. So, and then, so everybody had to, like, uh, so people had, so they had to, like, uh, retranslate it from Spanish to English again. Uh, and there's this one um, section in the middle that was completely lost, so they had to, like, say what happens in text. So. Oh, man. So someone, like, tried to destroy it, you think? I don't know. Maybe. I think it just probably got lost in time. It was just so old, and it didn't have, like, a, a great um, way of, like, securing it. Still still yeah. Because... If you don't secure it properly, the film will get damaged over time. Mm -hmm. So, Within Our Gates, I would highly recommend it. It is an amazing film. It has like a 100% score on Rotten Tomatoes. It is a near-perfect film. I would definitely recommend it. Right. So, What's it called again? Within no. Our Gates. Within Our Gates. Yeah. So, uh, I believe Summer had a pick, too. Oh, Summer, you do have a pick? 
Yeah, um, I was okay. Um, I know you guys said pick one or two, but I was, but I forgot, and I just like was like, okay, well, let me just pick two. And then I look back at the text. I'm like, okay, well, I can just pick one. So, yeah. Um, so I uh, picked a very underrated uh, film, a black film called Soul Food, that was made in. Aww. Yeah, in 1998, I think, or How is that underrated? That is a very underrated film. I love that film. Yeah, it's very underrated. Because, you know, they always talk about, you know, the boys in the hood or love and basketball and whatever. But they never talk about uh, soul food. I feel like, um, and the reason why I picked soul food um, is because, I mean, it's, it's happier than what uh, what everybody else has picked um, from what Daniel uh, <laughs> has sent me. Uh, so I was like, okay, but it also has like, um, you know, their, their trials and tribulations. So, but the reason why I picked this film is because it is really um, essential. Like, this is what black families are like. Black middle class. It, it was filmed in in Chicago. Yes, uh, Midwest. Mm-hmm. like that's who we are you know if you ever want to know like okay so like what is like the typical or it's not like, like a typical tradition traditional that is what it is you know and I think that they take um that that beautiful film and they kind of like distort it in so many different ways to make it uh more stereotypic um so that's where you have like your Medea's and all those type of stuff. You know, you're going to go into that. You know, whatever. But that is what, not, but not every aspect of it, but you know, it, it gave you a uh, perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It gave you an array of, okay, listen, like we're just a blue collar family. This is who we are. We, we are, we are all blood, but we are all different all at the same time. You know what I'm saying? And that really shows that black women and black men, we are just, we're people just like everybody else. And I feel like that's what America doesn't see. They see like, you know, you know, big booty, big breast, black woman, big lip, black, black woman. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying, though, because like you said, those popular films like Boys in the Hood, Friday, all of those films are kind of like the same kind of things where it's gang related or violent related and stuff like that. So, yeah, I I am very glad that you picked Soul Food to talk about Soul Food because that is actually a different perspective. And a lot a lot of people don't see that. Yeah, and that's why I said that it's very underrated. They love the soul food. I mean, sorry, they love the the loving, loving basketballs and stuff like that. But you got you have to, you have to, have to look at soul food if you really want like a true, just simple depiction of of a black family. Yeah. Where can you watch it now? Is it available for anywhere? Yes, you can watch it on Hulu. Yeah. On Hulu. Mm-hmm. So, also on the Within Our Gates, you can also watch it on Prime Video, if you want to watch it like I just found it on YouTube. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube, too. Yeah. The full thing's on there. 
Yeah, I love Soul Food, especially because of all the um, actors in it. Like, they had a really, really yes. good cast. I love the cast of that movie. It was Vivica A. Fox and Mia Long and Michael mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. Michael Ely. I like Michael Ely. No, that wasn't that one. Another one, two can play that game that they, that that no one really talks about. Is two can play that game with Vivica Fox and um and Morris Chestnut. And yeah. what else? Really I think the there was like, yeah, I think there was a TV show based on Soul Food called Soul mm-hmm. Food. It's called, it called Soul Food. Um, it was on a uh, Showtime. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah, and you know what? Drake was on one of those episodes of Soul Food. Ooh. What really? Yeah. <laughs> Like, 
I, I really want people to see it. Anna, Anna DuVernay, like, comes out with some very, very, I want to say, badass, kick-ass pieces. Um, she, she did this one, and then she did 13th as well. And, you know, there's so much education behind each of the, the films that she writes for. Like, I love that part about it. Um, uh, so the guy, the guy, Jarrell Jerome, the yeah. actor who, who portrayed Corey Wise. Mm-hmm.
Oh my god, it was just like so crazy. Uh, so, yeah, definitely go watch that on Netflix. Yeah, Vera Farmiga was nominated for this uh, show as well. Uh, Michael Kenneth Williams also nominated. Jalen Wazomo, uh, Nacy Nash. Uh, yeah. Aja Nunes really was also nominated. Asante Black was nominated. Uh, Marshall like, Scott. They got Reagan. a lot of nominations that they didn't get. Mm. <laughs> they, got yeah. a lot of, they got a lot of nominations that they did not get at all. I, I just really want to see more of these. I really do want to see more of these films. Oh, yeah. So hopefully, yeah. So, um, Ellis, do you have like any like recommendations for everyone? We don't have to like talk in depth uh, about them, but you can just like name them. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, first is if Bill Street could talk, and then that's a good one. My second would be uh, Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. Oh yeah, The, the Five Bloods. I was yeah. telling you guys about. I was telling you Ruby about it the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the first one that you said, Ellis? If Bill Street Could Talk. If Bill Street. That was one that I wanted to see. Oh, I watched that one. It's, it was by uh, Barry Jenkins, the guy who made Moonlight. Yeah, it's based off of, um, a story by James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, everybody in this film, in that film, was, like, top-notch acting. Like, everybody was, like, the best acting. Like, even, like, the minor supporting characters who were only there for one scene, they gave it their all. Like, it was, like, yeah. amazing acting all around. Yeah. Uh, she won an Oscar for, I think it was an Oscar or a Golden Globe for for her part, and she played, like, a really small part. Uh, was it Regina King? Is that who yeah, that was? Yeah, Regina King. Yeah. Okay, and the other one was The Five Bloods? Yeah. That's the one with uh, Chadwick Boseman was in it. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another one I want everybody to watch. I want, how do y'all how do y'all feel about the Black Panther movie? Did y'all love that movie? The Marvel movie Black Panther? I thought it was cool, but that's another there's a lot to talk about with that movie. Oh, it's man. like <laughs> I mean, it was it's at its core, it's still a fan flake movie, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just Disney Disney's opportunity to make money off of the black crowd and to say, here, this is this is your opportunity to get what you want. But at the end of the day, it still went to Disney. It didn't go to our community or anything. Uh, you know, no, no donations were done. Like, That's not what we want. You want you want to know what we want, we'll tell you what we want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it's cool because it gives us like, 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 yeah. to the to the Hispanic community. Yeah. yeah. Nope, it gives us an it opportunity to see us in a different light on the big screen, but at the end of the day, it's like, what is it like? That's just one tiny step. Yeah, capitalism, bro. Capitalism. I know Marvel. Yeah, and I feel them. like I feel like they always like have us depicted as either like something evil or something powerful. So of course, when they stop us, they going to think that we're just evil or we're powerful. And that's why I think that's the reason why I picked the movie that I picked because it okay. shows you, you know, the you know that we're human and that we have feelings and not always with swords, <laughs> yeah, and all this other type of stuff. That's why I don't really like uh, superhero movies because I need to know. I don't want to. I don't want you to. What you call it? I don't want to. 
person. I'm very real. Like, show me something real that I could learn from. And a bunch of men and, and women in tight spandex suits ain't gonna cut it. So, yeah, I just that I mean, y'all do what y'all do, but I just can't get with it. Show me something or tell me about something that I could actually learn from instead of. What like about me. the, uh, the barbershop movies? What about those? Do y'all like those? Yeah, I would put that in the same category as uh, Soul Food almost because it shows it's comedy, but it yeah. shows like like normal life of like how it is to be black in you know our neighborhoods. It shows a, a portion of that in in the barbershop. You know, it shows how we we representation of us in in our own kind of like you know environment. Like what are you guys right, think just about? like with shop, same thing right. with shop. right. Yeah. So what do you guys think about uh, Miles Morales and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? I mean, again, it's another another opportunity of uh, uh, representation. But like I said, yeah, because they were trying to represent the Afro Latino population yeah. in that movie. I think I mean, the character's been around forever, so it was, it was like it was about time, you know, that they showed this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Disney has its own demons too, so I don't put anything, you know, I don't pat them on the back, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. <laughs> when Disney well, first another started, one of my honorable mentions that I had on my list was the movie Harriet. Do y'all like that movie? Get out of here. No. <laughs> I don't um, want to see it. No? I didn't, I didn't want to see it, just how way it looked. Yeah, I heard it. Crazy the person that directed Harriet is the same person that directed and wrote, I believe, it. East Bayou, so East Bayou to Harriet, kind mm. of like a downfall because I feel like Harriet was gonna be like, okay, yeah, they're gonna tell tell the uh, the utter honest truth about Harriet, and it wasn't that. I, and I didn't it. know that that wasn't gonna be that. So was like, well, is it true? Because I didn't know. Whenever I watched the movie, I didn't know, um, you know, towards the end, how they say that she actually fought in the civil war was is that part true like i don't even think i've done my research on that but i, I, I think i didn't know that yeah i never heard her being i don't know about that one part of the civil war she would have been dead, been dead. <laughs> yeah. i don't know right carlos like, she been dead. <laughs> no. i was like that didn't make any sense to me because it's like they showed that at the end that um she helped you know actually fight on the battlefield I'm not sure if it was the Civil War. It was like right after that. Um, I need to watch it again. Don't have to worry about it because we all know that that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> we just know that that's not true. They be lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Um, and then I had um, what is it? Uh, Selma and Just Mercy too. Just Mercy, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Just Mercy. That was the one with uh, Michael B. Uh, Jordan and Jamie Fox. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one was another good one. Um, I like the story of 12 Years a Slave because it was based on, you know, Solomon's life and what happened to him. That's another tragic story. You know, you go out with a couple of guys as a free man and you have a couple of drinks and then the next day you wake up a slave. Like, that's mm-hmm. just like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that happened a lot too back then. What'd you guys yeah, think about? Yeah, like. Facts a lot. That's just like when you go out there with your homeboys, y'all y'all having fun or whatever, 
and it just takes the right place at the right time based off the color of your skin. That's an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they they do you know like 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 before I go like sometimes like I go hang out with my uh, my other artist Boom, mm-hmm. and I always make sure that I'm at his house like before the sunlight starts going down. And when I do get over there, it's like, all right, so wherever we need to go, we'll make sure that we're already there before the sun does go down. So if we know we're going to go out there, go party or whatever, we'll drive wherever we go, but then we'll Uber back. We never drive back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't care if he had one sip of alcohol. I tell him, like, no, because that little pinch right there can expand. I said, now, I'm not saying all cops are bad cops, but... It takes one bad cop to spoil it for everybody. So that's the way, the same way how they like look at us. You know what I'm saying? So I feel you on the movie, man. Uh uh. All right. Um, Did y'all have any others? If not, we can go ahead and just start with the outros of the the, episode. I said um, the most classic movie that they that they show in in schools is. Alex Haley's um, The Roots, Roots, not The Roots, but Roots. I think uh, I think that's what everybody should watch for even all the white people that want to know or need to understand the inkling of what's going on with us and why we're, you know, uh, fighting for change. I think you need to watch that, which is very long because it goes through different like generations and generations. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like a limited series as well, just like what Ava DuVernay did. But it goes from how they got in front from Africa to all the way up until West Africa. Yeah. Fine. Where can you watch it? Um. Sometimes you can find it on 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 a on YouTube. Um, I'll say um, Amazon Prime. You can. Probably you said it's just called Roots. Yeah, it's called Roots. Yeah, or you can you know you can look up Alex Haley's um, Roots. Yes. Oh, it's on Hulu and Prime. Yeah, yeah. So it's on okay, Hulu. And yeah. And we'll be sure to post all of that in the description of the video. So yes, and also, um, and also, uh, do don't don't watch the like the new Roots. Watch like the old one. Like the 1970s. No, the 1977 one. Yeah, 1977. What's her name? Uh, she plays in it well. Um, let me see. Uh, Leslie Uggams. Is that what you're talking about? Who? Leslie Uggams. No. No, no. Talking about it, Ruth? Yeah. It's part of the movie. Oh. So, her mom dies, and she uses that emotion in order to cry. Yeah, but what was no. her name in, in the in the series? Huh? So what was her name in the series? I ain't watched Roots in a long time. <laughs> I don't know, but I do know it's a that movie that uh, that movie that series alone. To be honest with you, and and everything like that's not even half. They can't even show half of you know what what black people like went through like. And there was a lot of people couldn't even handle that. Yeah. But, oh, I know. I can't even. I can't like, even handle seeing uh, like stuff like Midsummer and stuff. Where it's just like, like so brutal and gory and like, hey, you know. Like, the, 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 yeah. What's, what's up? Hey, what's up? So 
you know, um, there was even, um, I had to even go back on some, uh, on some, I did even some more history on, on slavery and everything, like looking it up. And I didn't even know this. I'm going to say this part and I'm going to let it go. But if you were, if you were a slave and you, and let's just say your child is over there crying, you try to tend to your child's feet. And if you showed any emotion or anything, they would either kill that baby or they would get you. And if you tried, after they said, no, don't do that, and you continue to keep doing it, they'll beat you up a little bit, kind of rough you up. They would take two ropes, maybe about, I don't know, let's say 10 feet each. They would tie them, one end of the rope would go to two horses. So one end goes this way and one end goes this way, and they would tie to the horse, and they would yeah. tie feet. And then once they horses run, and they would split you wide open. Oh. So if you go back and you look on 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 look on your jeans, regular jeans, and you see how the how the legs are split, that's the history. But you know what? I heard I heard one um one plantation, what they would do is if you were pregnant, they would dig like a little hole for your stomach and put your stomach down in that hole and then and, and then continue to beat you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like they, like they used to cut off like limbs. Like we found out that you were. Oh no, I, I was reading about the lynchings in Texas, um, the makings of a lynching culture. That's the name of the book that I'm reading right now, and it was like so graphic to detail. Like whenever they would were dragging this man, like even after he had had like a whatever kind of like court session that they had back then, even if they didn't condemn him, the mob would come and they would all grab you. Regardless if you were guilty or not, if they wanted to hang you, they would hang you just by the mob being there and the amount of people being there. They would just overpower anybody who was, you know, trying to, you know, defend this one person. And they would just drag them off for like a long period of time. They would drag them across the floor while people were stoning him. People would stabbing him. They would even castrate him, cut off limbs all the way up until they got to the place where they were going to lynch him and they even cut off like his fingers and they showed like whenever he was, you know, hanging that he couldn't even grab the rope because of the fact that his fingers were gone. Mm-hmm. And he was just, you know, like, it's just, and you know, people were so sadistic back then yeah. to even like see that and be able to do that. Like what is wrong with you? They used to have, they used to have something called a uh, nigga uh, barbecues where like people used to, White people used to come out and like and like like it was like they were at like a you know at a cookout seeing this white man get burnt in broad daylight like burnt up in broad daylight yeah. and um, if you want to learn more about this stuff um, it's another movie called Rosewood if you oh, yeah. think, if you think, uh, when they see us and all those types of Rosewood. Uh, a lot of times, rope couldn't even be played on TV because it was just that 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 graphic. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Jasper, Texas. You said what? Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch that between Rosewood and Jasper, Texas. You and Mississippi burning. You ain't getting out there. Not crap. You ain't getting that. Hmm. Have you guys watched uh, Watchmen on HBO? Not the movie. Oh, no, not really. I'm not, I'm not gonna watch it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. I, I haven't. Uh, 
Yeah, I think two of them, the worst things I ever heard, because so I went to Morehouse, which is also HBCU in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and when I went to Morehouse, I kind of changed my whole perspective because I'm originally from San Jose, California. So like I grew up around all types of different people. You know what I mean? There were there was only about at my school there's like a two percent black population. And I was I was actually the uh the president of the BSU at my high school. But um at Morehouse, when I actually learned the history and the atrocities of some of the stuff that happened during slavery, it was or like just during Jim Jim Crow and segregation, it was crazy. Like I think the two worst things I heard was one story of a black woman who was pregnant, who was hung upside down, cut her open, and then like stomped on the baby. <laughs> and then what was the other one? Um, I think it had to do with the horse thing too, where they like tied you up and then like, you know, split you apart and everything. They, they would lynch the men and then castrate them as yeah, a yeah. sign of like, you know, trying to uh, demasculize them. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this, Summer, because I know you said that you don't like the uh, them showing how powerful they are in uh, Black Panther. Do you like uh, Quentin Tarantino's Django Unchained? No. You don't like that one either? No. Um, it's because I feel like now... Fairy tale. It is. It's very, um, what do you call it? It's, it's unrealistic, like, right? It's very caricature... Uh, because, you know, people think that men are, you know, desirable. Because, I mean, across the, across every ethnic group, I think Black men are the most desirable anyway. So now you have that, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't like so how you felt like he, he mainly did it to just make, make it seem how black slaves back then were desirable or like at least the mandingos i guess that they showed trying to empower black people but it was just like this is if it is like what what is this this isn't even right you had, had the brothers like ripping each well other you know what i think he does quentin tarantino is i think he does want to give the people some sort of satisfaction because he did the same thing with inglorious bastards where you know they actually got to kill Hitler, they actually yeah. set that motherfucker on fire, you know. Yeah. And so I think Quinn has this thing where he wants people's you know fantasies to come true. Where who wouldn't want to be a slave like that who took over you know his white masters, um, you know whatever he had going on, and they shot him up, they shot up his house, they blew up his house, and all of that. So I think that's kind of what he was going for, but. I can see how you would think what you said about the Mandingos. Because, yeah, they kind of just, like, make Django feel, like, very sexualized and yeah. desired. Because that's what they do to us a lot. Um, I had to do a, a film, or, sorry, I had to do a, a senior paper, a 20-page senior paper, and it was about um, Black women's representation in Spike Lee films. And I always uh, reference my paper. And, and a lot of times... Um, Black men sexualize black women. Uh, white men sexualize black women. I mean, white people sexualize black people, just period. But um, they don't show us as like you know, you know when you see when you see like a white film, you know you see like you know big big weddings or whatever like that or my big fat Greek wedding. You know, just simple storylines and stuff like that. Why does ours have to be like? 
oh, we got to shoot them up, kill them, bang, bang, or, you know, or I'm, I'm the strong black woman. Yes, I'm, be, I'm being mentally and physically uh, abused, but, you know, I'm a strong black woman. I don't need no man. I don't, and that's not how all of us are. I mean, that's not how I am. You know, yeah. I don't come from the hood. I am suburban as hell, okay? <laughs> <laughs> my father is is a is a military veteran. My mom had was was um worked for uh for a law firm. Like like that's just who I am, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, you gotta watch. I try to tell people that you have to watch what you consume and what kind of movies you put out, especially if you're creative, because yeah. you can create these poisonous poisonous narratives. Because not everybody is psychologically on the same level, so they may see something interpreted totally different. So that's why I tell people when you put out certain stuff, even music to this day, you know, we can blame a lot on our music too. But I mean, there's, it's just education. People just not knowing how to like decipher, you know, certain messages and then, you know, just the stuff you consume on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't get that a lot of music, especially hip hop and things like that, like that comes from their life experiences. Yeah. And you got to fucking understand that when you're listening to something, it's not because they're trying to tell you to go do it or to do the same things that they did and, you know, make the decisions that they did. But it's just letting them into you're letting they're letting you into their life so that yeah. you can see what they got, went through, what they pulled through, what, you know, the conditions that they're put in. And and that's that's what it is, you know. Yeah. yeah. But um, again, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Um, well, thank you for having us on you. Thank you for yeah, having us. I appreciate it. Yeah, you guys. I love, you know, this episode the most. Um, <laughs> you can follow Carlo, who is a very well-known videographer at um, Kid Clo on Instagram, K-I-D-B-C-L-O. And then you can follow Ellis on Instagram as well at Colored Film Stop. And what was that colored film stock is is Ellis's IG. So yours is the same as your screen name right here, Kid Clo. Is there yeah. Okay. And then Summer, Summer, you can follow her as well on Instagram at Summer S O M E R Jams J A M S. Yes. Is it because you jam? <laughs> It was kind of like that. I, I made that up when I was in high school. It was, I heard it on, on the radio. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going, we're about to uh, turn on the summer, some summer jam. Yeah, we're going to Will Smith, Summertime. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I might change that one, too. Yeah. yeah so, what, 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 and then you can, what was you it? can, go ahead. Uh, Daniel and Ellis, what was you guys' Instagram? I'm, I'm about to add you right now. So okay. should pop up. Yeah, and make sure to put the put that in the description of the video as well. We'll have all of your handles so people can follow y'all through there. Mm. Um, you can always follow us as well at Walkie, Wacky Talkies on Instagram, on Facebook, and Twitter. Um, but thank you guys again so much, and we will let you know when this video airs. Okay. Um, what? Can you put your, uh, your guys' Instagram in the message or in the uh, chat? Mm-hmm. You want me to put it in there? Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, I always mess up because of... Oh, wait. No. That's wrong. 
I want it to be walkie. I want to say walkie. Okay, you got it? Wacky talkies? Wacky talkies, yeah. But um, thank you guys so much again. We'll see you guys. Um, I don't know when. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ellis. Thank you, Summer. Thank you, Carlo. Y'all have a good day. All right, bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 bye.